You're listening to Say No More, a podcast in partnership with WTBU with your hosts, Noelle and Margot. Happy holidays, Marco. Noe, I'm so happy we're back. I know. Can we just, we should tell the public what has happened to us like in the past two weeks. I know. God was not on our side. Not to make this religious, but (laughs) we mean this more from a spiritual standpoint, but. The universe was not in alignment with what we wanted for last week. It was such a bummer. So two weeks ago, we come in super pumped. We're promoting our holiday extravaganza and our studio just had so many problems. And then we recorded a whole episode and accidentally deleted it. It was just gone. It was gone. And we looked at each other and just said, okay, it's gone. I did have a baby meltdown. I did did. have a baby meltdown. I was like, where did it it go? That's what I wanted to know. I had to say to her, I was like, no, um, she's gone. She is not with us anymore. And that was upsetting. But you know what? We're here. We're here. We learned from our mistakes. We did learn. I feel like I we also were in like a weirder space. Yeah. The first time we recorded it. Um, but now we're like back and ready to like dive into the holidays. But we do have to say both of our fathers were very mad that we yes. took a two week break instead of a one week break. Like my dad messaged Eli. us. We are Eli from the bottom of my heart. I am so sorry. I am so, so sorry. Dad, I don't I don't know what happened. I I sincerely apologize. We talked about it in person. Um, it won't happen again. I can assure you that it will not happen again. Uh, well, we're back. <laughs> so moral of the story is we're back. We're back. This episode, baby. we are so excited. In this episode, we're going to be giving our post-Thanksgiving reflections and talking about just how we've been feeling lately, what we've been thinking about, what's been on our mind. And we're also going to be going into our tips and tricks for getting through final season, which Ooh. unfortunately is spookily, scarily upon us. It is here and it hurts. It really hurts. So Noe, I want to hear how was Thanksgiving and how are you feeling right now? What's going on? Oh, Thanksgiving was really fun. Um, so both of my parents came to Boston slash like the greater Boston, Massachusetts area because my dad's friend or friends, my dad's friends, I guess, and family are from here. Um, So we had Thanksgiving with them, but we also had um, two of my cousins who go to school in the States come up to Boston, down to Boston, wherever you are in the map. And we had a lot of fun. And then one of our family friends came over as well. And then the weekend after, I went to New York for my sister's birthday, and I got stuck there for a minute because of the snowstorm. But you know what? It was fun and super awesome, and I bonded a lot with my parents. And yeah, how I'm feeling right now, though. Let's hear it. What's the vibe? (laughs) I think that I'm more sad that this is half of senior year gone. Then I am stressed about finals and like whatnot, which is saying a lot because I'm in a math class right now and I'm not a math human and I should be stressed, but I'm just really kind of sad and feeling emo about like 
the end to come. So that's where I am. Uh. But also happy because there's like a lot of things that are kind of like coming together in front of me that I didn't expect to come together like that's before awesome. the end of the year and for next year. And like, oh. it, yeah, it's ranging from like big to small things, but um, all things I'm really excited for. And yeah, all things I um, am excited to share with my bestie, Margo. Margo, my girl. Yeah. How was Thanksgiving? I saw that you did. We were talking about your tradition with your family. Yes. So I want to hear about that because it looked beautiful. Yes. It looked so magical. Um, well, thank you. And how, how are you doing with finals and uh, all that? Well, I'm very excited to be answering all these questions. So Thanksgiving was great. I went back home to Nashville to be with my family, and we went to Cheekwood, which is our botanical gardens in Nashville, Tennessee, and we saw the holiday lights, and it was gorgeous. It's such a happy, cheery thing, and we got to be with all of my cousins and all of my family, and it was it was just really fun and nice to be together. It is always weird going back to the South when I'm because most of the time I am in the Northeast. So I find that, you know, when I go back, it is a little bit like Sweet Home Alabama, like the Reese Witherspoon <laughs> movie where a good movie. she like is living in New York and she goes home and it's like super Southern and she's not used to it and has to get reacclimated. Like I feel like, not that it's a culture shock, but I just have to get, it's weird because you kind of jump between those dualities of like my Northeast self and my Southern self. And I know that sounds so like crazy to think that you like jump around between these different selves. But, but it's so true. It's so true. And yeah. I find that like my accent comes out way more when I'm at home and here people don't hear it or think that I have an accent. But I don't know if you hear it right now. I don't I but. I want to hear your accent. <laughs> I so, so badly. I need to go to Nashville. I need, I to need you to come. Happen. But leading up to Thanksgiving, I was getting real. I, every time I come home, I get really reflective just about how much my life has changed. So much has changed since I've moved to Boston and gotten acclimated in New York. So it was interesting because leading up to that, not to you know, give in to what we're going to be talking about today on House of Horoscope, but that reflection energy that I've been feeling has been very, very strong. And it made me a little bit emotional, but I think kind of like what you were saying, it's interesting. We, we're kind of feeling the same way right now and we didn't really realize it because it's like, I feel emotional about the growth and the change in my life and how I'm just going to say it, just like how proud of myself I am to come here yes. and create a new life for myself here and really lean into it. And so when I go back home, I get excited to see my family and I also get like happy, sad, emotional of like so much has changed and I've grown so much. It's like happy tears, you know, that type of stuff. Um, but I came back from my Thanksgiving break feeling I don't know what happened, Noe. I don't know if it was just because I had time off, but I'm here now and I feel so inspired. Like I've been consuming so much, um, so much content, so many podcasts, reading so much, engrossing myself in so many things. And then with my classes coming to an end, usually by now I'm so burned out and I'm like just soaking it up. Like I can't like I'm excited to go to class even though the semester is ending. I'm just absorbing so much and 
my brain is, I mean, I'm sure you all can hear it in my train of thought, but like my brain's just turning and gearing and thinking and I don't know. And then when I think about next semester too, I'm like, I feel a little bit emotional about, you know, with the friendship stuff that we've talked about in the past, like Mm -hmm. being away from my friends or the thought of that. But at the same time, I'm like, this is starting to get real and it's exciting. Yeah. I'm really excited and I'm like, let's do this. I'm ready. Oh, I please rub some of that excitement. Okay, I am excited because I feel like this is a huge accomplishment. It is a huge ac- accomplishment. It is. Um, and I'm excited for May because like it'll be so many humans in my life traveling to be here for me. Um, you, y'all don't even know how many of like an incre- my I just have this members. incredible family. You guys have an incredible family i know i love them a lot and i'm really excited to see them and to have even more of them like mingle with my my people here i'm just like i you know i'm like a big feelings girly so like everything is heightened my like sadness is heightened like every time i walk into my living room i'm like oh yeah i will not have this in like five months four or five months um i was feeling that today because i was with it was really cute and this doesn't happen very often, but it was like 1.30 on a Friday to set the scene. And it's it's snowing right now here in Boston. Crazy. And it there was like so a fast. really cute like group of like six of my sorority sisters just all in the living room. And we were all just like talking and hanging out. And it was so fun. That's really pure. Yeah. And it's like you, there are those little vignettes of college that you you always remember. And... I feel like those are the things that you miss and you, I like was getting a nostalgic feeling like in the moment, like I was living yeah. and feeling nostalgic. Yeah. Um, oh, a hundred percent. And I think that, you know, college in general is about working really hard and like trying to achieve a version of yourself that like has these like career oriented goals, I guess I want to say, or like Dude. just bigger goals in general. But I feel like what senior year is meant for and maybe this is just me because I I like prioritize like people over like things in my life which like sounds stupid I feel like everyone would say that but like I really do um I just feel like these two semesters are kind of more about cherishing the people you love getting things done academically for sure or else like you are not graduating but more so just you know, some night saying, okay, I don't need to read ahead in this book. Let me kick it with my girl. You know, like you are, I just can't believe you're even, okay, just to preface to you guys, we don't really prepare anything for this pod. No. The most that we do is like an outline. Sometimes. Sometimes, but like not even. But the fact that you are talking about this, it's like you're reading my mind because, okay, hear me out this week and or not this week but two weeks ago before Mm -hmm. thanksgiving break i was feeling like such imposter syndrome and the reason that i was feeling that is because i'm very blessed like i've had a very chill semester it started off crazy but then it settled down and I've been able to live a very balanced lifestyle. Like I've been able to go to bed at a normal time. I've been able to read. I've been able to watch TV. I've been able to cook. I've been able to do all the things that I love. I've been able to hang out with my friends on like a Wednesday night and have it not be a big deal. I've been able to take a nap at like 
two o'clock or like one at like random who time. Who are you, Margo? I know. Who who takes naps? No, I'm kidding. I know, I'm... but really. So I was doing all of this and I still am living this lifestyle as a senior. And I was feeling like guilty about it because hustle culture is so big right now and so big in college with people being like college influencers or people trying to get jobs right away or internships and it's like it's just so like pervasive in our culture like as college students or gen z millennial college students it's such a thing and so i was thinking to myself and here i am this person that's had a i would say a good amount of work experience and i'm like feeling guilty about it and that's when the imposter syndrome comes in and i'm like and i was feeling like am i not good enough this is so crazy guys even when i'm saying it out loud but like am i not good enough like am i not going to be able to get as good of a job because i am living like this which isn't true that is but i've just been thinking about this from the truth okay here are my thoughts on hustle culture i guess we'll call it that i I, you know, I'm one for like making goals and working hard or like not even working hard. I feel like that isn't, that shouldn't be the term for it, but like living up to like what you want to do and like the goals that you set for yourself. Um, And yeah, just like being a go-getter. But another thing is we are so young. You're so young, too young to be like up anxious at night thinking like no one's gonna hire me because I didn't do this step and that step we're so young I know there there's like the rest of our 20s up until mid 30s because that's how like western society be working nowadays there's all that time to figure out our money moves and to make them and to like climb up yes if you want to climb up if you don't, that's okay too. To figure out how you want to envision your success and achieve it. But at the end of the day, that can come later. That doesn't have to come in the middle of you having like a really cute night with your friends. That doesn't have to come like in the in the middle of you like doing other things that are important to life, like going on dates or like talking to your parents or going on spontaneous trips, you know? Like Totally. The life has to happen first before you kind of dedicate to something fuller. And, you know, people may like riff on me saying that I'm a hippie for saying no. that and like I should live on like a freaking commune or something. But like, no, you're so you're so young. Be young before it's your youth is taken from you. Well, that's what I was telling my dad is I was like, you know what? There's only so many times in my life where I'll be able to take a nap on like a random Wednesday and it be okay so it's like I'm gonna take advantage of that but it's interesting because when I was dealing with all of that two weeks ago and thinking about it like I it really did get me also thinking about how this is what social media has done to us it really has, like, though, because we see people hustling, hustling, glorifying hustling. Younger than us hustling. I see like 19 year olds, 18 year olds. Uh, like, I look up net worths. It freaks I see me people out. my but brothers. Then I realize, like, 
Yeah. And I see people like our siblings age, like with LinkedIn's. Not that there's anything horribly wrong with that, but I'm like, dude, like you just got out of high school. You're just starting college. You don't need to worry about that yet. You really don't. Like take a chill pill, go to a party or two. Yeah. Like stay up all night, eat junk food. I know my sister does that. (laughs) Not just the junk food part, but like I I honestly, I love you, Reese. You know, we were her only podcast that she listened to in 2019. (sighs) Oh. Wow. I know. I'm pretty sure honored. it was just like one episode because I got mad at her, but. That's enough. That that's counts. Enough. Um, I I feel like I always talk about my sister on this podcast, but I, th- I think she's doing her youth and her college the better way. I don't want to say it's the right way um, <laughs> and fear that my parents will yell at me because I also think I did it the better way too, just like a different better way. But I I think that for the most part, she's experiencing it as a young person, Mm -hmm. which is what it's for. It's for making mistakes. It's for getting in a little bit of trouble, if we're being honest. Yeah. Um, And it's for doing things that will make you temporarily happily, but will happy, but will create these like kind of beautiful and meaningful memories that will be permanent. That sounded like a Hallmark card. That but I'm was beautiful. Stick by it. Hallmark, if you're looking for any card writers, I will be available starting, what, May 17th? Honestly, Noe, that's no joke. You could actually do that for a living. Maybe I'll, like, we should add them. That's a good idea. We'll add them in the show notes. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just, with that, over Thanksgiving, you know, you come home, you see family that you don't see a lot Mm -hmm. and they ask you about your life and I had someone I'm trying to think of the best way to word this I had someone say to me that they had high standards for me in finding a job (laughs) I need I need a name I need a phone number I need an address (laughs) who says that I have high standards for you like and eh, okay so it's like I see both sides of this I'm like that's I saw it as like this person cares for me so much that and they like me so much that they want to see me grow and do big but it got me thinking it that comment really got me thinking because it it got me just think mainly thinking about identity and like work and identity because I came to college and I created this new life for myself. I was like Southern girl in a big city, like very excited to start working and have all these resources that were new to me that I did not have growing up in Nashville, Tennessee. So I took advantage of them and I'm very, very proud of that. But the problem was like at the beginning, like I want to say my freshman year, I had this very strong feeling of like work defining me and now as a senior I don't really feel like that anymore like I love working and I'm a Capricorn so we know that I stand that like mm-hmm. working is great it's so fun for me like oh, girl, I, I know I enjoy it it is fun for me like I love all of my friends from my internships I love all of my peers from work like everybody that I've met have been the kindest greatest funnest people But I'm getting to a point now where I'm like, 
my work does not define me. I define me. And I think one of the reasons I feel like that is because I, again, I think hustle culture is so oversaturated on social media and it becomes so glorified and so not genuine. And that hurts a little bit. So I don't know, like I, I was thinking about, thinking about that, like I work in identity and I'm, here's where, where I was really thinking about it because I'm trying to collect my thoughts in a way that doesn't sound super narcissistic and super egotistical and make everyone hate me. Margo, this is actually our podcast. (laughs) Please be as quote unquote narcissistic. Okay. Well, make you hate me because I love you. But okay. So I got my internship I got my first internship another as a freshman my sophomore year which was and another job my junior year. And so then people started to put me in this box of like the career girl. Like you're the career girl. Like everyone comes to you because you know about careers. You're the one that's got your got everything together. And so the big thing is like I have people coming to me and saying like you're the career girl. You have it together. I need your advice because you're the career girl. Like, I need your advice because I know that you're good at doing interviews. Like, you've done interviews, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I have so much gratitude to those people who think of me as that person. And there is a part of me that is that person. But at the same time, by placing me in a box like that, it puts way more pressure on me and like I know at the end of the day people don't care like they're not thinking about it that in depth but when it comes to me like looking for jobs and being an adult I feel like it puts a little bit more pressure because I'm like people want to know what I'm going to be doing does that sound narcissistic I don't know like do you know what I mean but like no but no, no no I get it it's like it how I think of it is because I've definitely chatted about this so many times with therapists um but it's kind of like when you I'm just going to use like a hypothetical example so like someone keeps asking you to have coffee and every time they ask you you know you're busy so you like internalize the guilt and it's like you're so angry at yourself for being so busy but then they're probably just like walking down the street like forgot that they asked you for coffee like five minutes after they asked you and so it's like it doesn't stick with them but in your mind you're like they're gonna hate me because I keep saying I'm busy and I can't do this and you know yeah it's like the same effect of like thinking that people care more than they actually do which sounds really messed up but I mean it in a way that isn't so negative I mean that like people ask questions to ask questions it's a part of life that's a part of like interacting with people you know so I guess my correction then is that when people build up um which I still see it as very complimentary and I love helping people but when people build that up it creates almost like an internalized pressure for me where I'm like, okay, so I'm looking for a job. I'm already feeling a little stressed and a little overwhelmed, feeling stable, but still have lingering feelings about it as any human being would. But it does create this internalized pressure of like, 
not wanting, not of like, oh, I'm like a failure to other people, but so many people know me as the career person. And it's like, I guess my anxiety, my worst case scenario brains, like, what if I can't get a job? Which sounds so full of it. Like, so, like, I feel like it sounds so egotistical. Like, when I think about it, I'm like, you sound horrible. No, I don't think it's egotistical because I feel like, I can speak for myself when I say this, but I I think about that too. I honestly don't know what box people have put me in at this point because I just keep switching it up on everybody. But that's good. Um, You should. But then it's like when people ask me, like, so what are you going to do? I'm like... I could do this with my degree and that and this and that and so it's like if I don't pinpoint an answer for them like in 15 seconds of us talking or them just like waiting for me to respond to them I should say uh it's kind of like they've already decided in my mind like oh she's the type of person that's just gonna waste her degree or like they put me in the English major box that's like other like we'll probably write poetry on the boardwalk for ten dollars um but then it's just like (laughs) (laughs) which honestly I think would be lovely I think that would be a very beautiful and idealistic I'm just saying FYI Cleo Wade has created a whole career off of being a beautiful poet. And Bam. she's turned it into a community and a lifestyle. Bam. I could. So, I don't do the poetry, but like I could do that. Um, but I think we have the opposite problem where it's like y- you, you've you been known as the career girl. And so people can expect you to follow through with like your career girly things. But me, it's like I feel like I've done such an array of things my college career that people are kind of like all right where are you going to end up now like where is this arrow going towards like what is the target which I think in both of our cases you don't have to like always be that career girl like girl straight off path if you if you want and then for me I feel like I don't think I'll ever have a destination in terms of my career that I'll be happy with because you know I talk a mile a minute about like the things I want to do yeah you have so many aspirations that but that's what I love about you is you have so many aspirations that go so beyond like the con the confines of your major including pastry school I want to be a pastry chef how am I gonna how are you gonna fit that in I was just thinking about this the other day like want to try to do like cordon bleu or some do something we do, it, do we do it like, we do together? it together yeah 100 okay. percent. all right absolutely like calendars out yes. 2021 yeah it can be like another form of graduate school i'm fine with it i i'm down i could take a gap year for that look look at see look you guys planning plans but i um, i see what you mean it's it was just really interesting because and i guess this really allows everyone to see my thought process I mean I don't spiral I feel like spiraling is like a little bit extreme but I just like plant these little seeds where I get really introspective and I I'm just a thinker I guess so the nap time from the nap time from the nap time to seeing college influencers (laughs) post things to then having Thanksgiving and having someone say something about high standards to then me thinking about 
how we're going into a new semester and how I'm going to be starting my job search in February officially. Makes, I'm like starting to tear up. Yeah, I know. That all made me have this curiosity and wonder about like, how do we, how do we deal with imposter syndrome? I don't like, how do you, how do you take care of that? I think, Have you dealt with imposter oh, syndrome a lot? Because yeah. I feel like I have. All of sophomore year, baby. Yeah. Um. This is like a, a big question. I know. It's a very loaded question. I think that going through imposter syndrome when you're in like a really vulnerable space is kind of tricky because it's like I we I okay I have an idea of who I am I don't have like a f properly like dictionary defined like version of Noel but I feel that like that's reached. what makes you have such a secure sense of self yeah because it's not fixed oh for sure and like the sad part is I didn't realize that early enough where like when I was going through a time where like things were tricky and my heart was hurting <laughs> um, that I could be like no like this isn't us like we're fine I like I I engulfed like the sadness and made it become me when it was something so outside of me mm -hmm. which sounds so emo I'm so sorry no that, that but I understand that you're um, it's just human nature it is and so like I I took steps to like you know change that because I really did not feel like me um we talked about therapy early this season but therapy and also writing because like that mm -hmm. that's just who I am that's who I've been since as long as I cur could remember yeah. so when I'm in a place where I just feel so outside of myself I like sit down I'm like okay we need to do like a page on google docs or we need to write like a few pages in our journal just to like find us because we're just lost we're not gone and that's it at the end of the day you're never you're never losing your your core or you are losing your core but you're never like it's never gone i know what you mean i they're like all synonyms now because well that's it's like how words i work, see what you're saying it's like you have your your core that makes you who you're, you are, like your core yeah. sense of self. And sometimes when you go through different experiences, you lose yourself for a second, but you always come back to who you are. Yeah. I totally agree with you on that. I find that like, for me, when I've dealt with imposter syndrome, the one thing that I find helps me get through it, interestingly enough, is really just having that snap out of it moment. Like something yes. will happen that will remind me that I'm like, okay, I'm on the right track. Like I'm, I'm Margo, like my sense of self is here. It's in the right direction because all you really need, I think is just one moment to like prove to yourself yeah. that you're like, you're doing what you're supposed to do and you're, you're enough, mm, that, you know? And that yeah. happened to me today, which we can talk about later. But I had a moment where I was like, okay, like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Like, this is good. This feels right. And you get such a quick, happy sense of joy. Like, it's a yeah. like warm and fuzzy joy when you have those moments. So I think it's important to our listeners to know that if you're experiencing imposter syndrome, to just be 
hyper alert and hyper aware and open and assertive to those moments to get you out of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, and it won't last forever unless you 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 make it last forever. Yeah, because like you, I, okay, going back to Miss Tosi, I listened Christina. I yesterday listened to the How I Built This episode with Christina Tosi, and I actually got emotional. <laughs> Sorry, I I got too excited because I was about to look it up. <laughs> and she knocked her beautifully stickered water bottle, but that's okay. So I listened to the episode and I was so moved and inspired by everything that Christina Tosi was saying that I got emotional listening to it. But she said, which was my biggest takeaway and also helped me when thinking about this episode and imposter syndrome is when opportunity knocks what are you going to do? Open the door, baby. Yeah. So (laughs) I was thinking too, my big thing is you can create opportunity for yourself. If you're dealing with imposter syndrome, you can be that opportunity that knocks to get you out of it to say, hey, let's do something to shift our mindset to get out of this. Yeah. And just like, not to go back to my Virgo tendencies, but I feel like along the same lines of like making opportunities for yourself um planning things always gets me out of imposter syndrome because my love language is planning i know that's not an official love language but you know i feel like that's probably mine we, i haven't taken do, the test all we do make reservations for each other we like go back and forth we do that yeah it's yeah. very common we and love open plans. table oh oh i sponsor us please sponsor us um family members if you are wondering what to get us for hanukkah and christmas we would like open table gift cards they do that dude yeah so you can use the open table (gasps) gift card any place that uses open table i'm living under a rock but that is so genius right imagine like the tea parties we could have oh yeah right Oh, I love that. Okay, it's we've added it to our lists. We've put the energy out there into the universe. It really is out there. I think with that being said, this is a good transition into what else we want to be talking about today, which is unfortunately final season. Noelle's no. looking very upset as I bring up finals. She's, I just don't want to do them. Yeah. I have other things going on in life I would um, like to focus on, like yes. getting home. Yeah, like getting back to Guam. Getting back to Guam. It is a journey. I don't know if we've said this, but... How many hours again? I feel like you've told me. 24 to 30, depending on layover. I think it's going to be closer to 24. Because it's like... uh, What route are you taking this time? Japan. So it's like um, itty-bitty flights. Um, And this is like not just flight time. I'm adding... I'm including like the whole process of like getting to the airport layovers yeah. all of that oh, um but yeah i have that big old 14 hour flight right in the middle i honestly prefer that though yeah what do you do i guess this kind of goes with finals and getting through lengthy things but what do you do to get through a flight that long oh kind of the same thing i do with finals actually oh my gosh this is so cohesive transitions love wow. it wow okay let's hear about finals then um so, okay, I'll talk about finals, and then whenever there's an airplane thing, I'll be like, ooh. <laughs> um, but to get me through finals, 
I just listen to really good music. That sounds really corny. I also do it on the airplane, but like I I like to ask people to make me playlists for like the trip. So I'll listen to those. So make me a playlist, please. Oh, I will make you a playlist. Thank you. Oh, how fun. Right? Yes, I'm going to do that. It's It passes, the, it's the best way to pass the time because I'm just like thinking about like the song. I'm like, oh, this person like put this in. That's very thoughtful. Oh, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do, um, I'm going to do a podcast episode list for you. Please. I think you can make a podcast, a podcast playlist. playlist. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm going to do that. Okay. So you can download them in advance and just listen to all my faves. Oh. It's gonna, oh, thank you so much. That's like a, maybe a good like three hours oh. of Margot that I need. Um, so I listen to good music. Um, usually a lot of my favorites when I'm in the final season, just because I, I like to listen to things that I already know. So I'm not tempted to like stop everything and just like stare at my phone weirdly and be like song. Um, but if it's Amy Winehouse playing, I'm like, okay, I know Amy. The song is not going to change. You know what I can do? Write this paper. Yeah. And like I just bang it out like that. I take a lot of breaks because I feel like my brain works better when I do take breaks. Um, Me too. And when I get good rest, like a good night's sleep every day, like leading up to finals and during like the finals themselves. Because um, sleep is so important. I wish I knew that in high school. Because my stupid little head would be like staying up till 11, which isn't really staying up, but then waking up again at like three to study, which is ridiculous. And oh my gosh. Very toxic and ugh. Ugh. Um, I could not handle that. I run on a very toddler schedule. I for am, sleep. baby. I listen, I can't do sleepovers. I just want, I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> because I, people like to talk. I like to sleep right at 11, is, maybe like 12 if I like you, if I like these you. Are, this is exactly why we're friends, yeah. like this whole scenario in yeah, general. It really is because, you know, well, Margo knows why, well, both of us, I guess, like to go to sleep early because oh. when the sun is awake. We are awake. We're awake. Uh, Noelle is my only friend where... I will text her at seven o'clock in the morning and she will respond to me at seven oh one. It's the best thing ever. Like, like I live for it. Like I'll be showering and I'll hear my phone ding. I'm like, Margo. <laughs> it's so good. Um, um, and then I see we have a commonality. I do like to do work around friends that are productive. Yes. That are productive. Because I have friends that don't like to do their work when they promise me we will only do work. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That, so that means I may have to schedule in some like, what, what is it called? Like study sessions? Yeah. I don't know. BPL. Study dates? Oh, yeah. That was the acronym I was working with. Let's do for. it. Yeah. We'll talk about this. We're like making our mic. plans on our pod. We really are. Yeah. I feel like with my finals... Be with my Capricorn energy, I'm like, it's go time. You know, I'm like, it's final season. Let's get everything started. I so just imagine you in like a little track suit, like no oh, time to socialize. Yes. So this is what I do. So for example, this week, I knew that I have a lot of papers due next week. So this week is all papers only. So any final papers that I have need to be done this week, which I'm wrapping them all up. And then next week is going to be my test studying only time. 
so that I can focus on that and get the papers turned in and not have to worry about them. So this Sunday is my planning day. Sunday is always my planning day. So I sit down and I plan and delegate my work for the week and I create these little things called project plans. And essentially what they are is they're outlines. So it goes through and breaks down each day of the week what I'm going to be studying in what class with each topic. And then what I feel really motivated by is crossing things off. So then at the end of each day, I'll cross it off. And it just helps me to see what I'm going to be doing each day and gets me in the mindset in advance because that's what's hard for me is like I need that in advance visual to say, okay, brain, like it's time to get into this mindset of these topics. You really are like my soulmate. I you know you know I'd be planning I my days by the hour. You did say you love it when I talked to you about planning. Talk so here we talk go. Talk organization to me. <laughs> <laughs> Remix of a Jason Derulo song. I love it. Jason Derulo. So that's my first thing. The other thing that I really like is if you have issues with time management. There's a book that I love called When by Daniel Pink. My dad recommended it to me for our father daughter book club, which. We will discuss that in and of itself in another episode. Uh, But Daniel Pink pretty much talks about ways to reset your brain and really make the most of all pockets of time. So even if I want to take a little break and I don't have the time to do a full-fledged break, the simplest thing you can do, he says, is to not look at your screen. So it sounds pretty obvious, but it essentially is like whatever you're working on, don't look at it. Like just look around for like five minutes and that'll make your brain and trigger your brain to feel reset. And isn't there a ratio too? It's like for 20 minutes of screen time, you need to spend like five minutes not yes. looking. His whole mm-hmm. thing is, five, yeah, it, that you're exactly right, Noe. It's like five minutes is the window of time you should take to look around. So it honestly works. I don't if, do it enough. But. Yeah, it really works. The other thing that I like to do is if I know that I need to space out and look at a screen, Okay, like watching a video on YouTube or watching a something with TV. Yeah. Or like reading an article online. I tell myself that it has to be visually pleasing and stimulating. Mm. So it needs to be something that's not going to be junky because I'm taking the time to take a break. Yeah. So my favorite things to look at are the New York Times cooking YouTube channel. They do all these really satisfying videos where they like just show beautiful pastry and clearly you guys know what our brand is, but beautiful pastries, food, like looking at cool ways to cook, ways to create stuff like that. I love watching bullet journal videos to take my mind off of school, which I know sounds kind of counterintuitive, but just anything visual, Bob Ross, Mm. another example. So just things that are pleasing to the eye that will relax you and take your mind off of the heavy content you're trying to absorb related to that and my mom kind of taught me this or like I I guess I maybe inherited it from her um but to have a pen and paper kind of near you at all times when you're trying to focus on something and just like taking some time to like do a doodle or two yeah to do Which like I do, I do stars all the time and I do that with my calligraphy you know with that yeah. being my thing I always keep my journal with me and the other 
the other thing that I love, this is my favorite app. It's a great productivity app. It's called Forest. And the premise behind it is that you plant, you set a timer for a certain amount of time and it's like a digital tree. And if you don't touch your phone, the tree grows. But if you do touch your phone, you kill the virtual tree. So I don't know if that would really matter to some people or not, but it really helps me for some reason. That would mess me up. Like putting the the moral and ethics behind it of like, don't touch your phone, don't kill the tree. Um, But it helps me if I just want to get away from my phone for a little bit while I'm studying. But yeah, no, we kind of like what you were saying. I love finding fun places to study. Like I, my favorite method is to find a friend that I know I can be productive with and likes to have brunch just as much as I do and pick a cafe or a restaurant where we can eat brunch and enjoy ourselves and then mm-hmm. be in this cozy environment, aka what we do like every weekend. Yeah, um, <laughs> that is very But that's true. my favorite thing. And the last tip that I have is if you don't have time to get a workout in, which I do love to do, but if I don't have time to get in a full workout, And this is only limited to when I'm in my room in my apartment, but I put in my AirPods, I pick like a really upbeat song and I just like jump around and dance for like two songs, like without stopping. So cute. And the reason that I do that is because I got kind of inspired to do that from the workout class that I do in New York called The Class by Taryn Toomey. And the whole premise of the class is just body movement like expressed body movement and just moving without thinking about it so a lot of the class is jumping around and dancing and just moving and I find that when I do that and just kind of like shake it out a little bit it helps me to get back in focus and I feel like I got my heart rate up and did something and dancing makes everyone happy yeah like whenever I'm in a rider I just feel like super frustrated I'm like I want to dance yeah and I think it's definitely it's all about like the the endorphins like making sure that your endorphins are in check during um final season but do you have any snackies exam snackies you like to have that you always go to Hmm. I feel like you're my snack queen I know I'm like I'm trying to think of like a, a a studying specific I think I want to say, well, like since last semester, my thing has been banana chips. And of course, from Trader Joe's, they have like the salted almond butter. That's so good. It's really good. You told me about that. And I like to dip things. Because like a snack when you're studying should be something that like, it's like interactive. Yeah, it's interactive. Oh, cool. That's what I was looking for. That's at, at least that's what I think. Yeah. But what about you? Okay, so I have two or actually three. So I love clementines oh. and it kind of goes with the interactive element of like peeling a small Peel, clementine and, and like pick eat, it apart. You pick it apart and then yeah. you eat it or whatever. So I love those. Get your vitamin C in. Really good in fiber. Just good energy with the fruit. From a healthy fats, but also like a little rush of sugar standpoint. I love dark chocolate covered almonds. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite study snack because it's like sweet. The chocolate gives me a little kick of energy. And then there is some protein and healthy fats like in the almonds. So And chocolate. 
And chocolate in general it has to be dark chocolate, though. Yeah. But the Trader Joe's dark chocolate covered almonds are great. If you live in Boston at Fistachi, if you really want to treat yourself to some fancy dark chocolate covered almonds, those are good. And I also love if you're looking for something clean, which I currently have at my apartment um, from the chocolate brand Hue or the clean snack brand Hue, it's H-U. I have their Hue almond gems. So they're just like chocolate, or they're Hue hunks, I think. And they're just dark chocolate covered almonds, but it's like with their dark chocolate and sea salt. So those are my faves. Yummy. Yeah. All right. Um, so we're going to open the door and step into the house of horoscope. Woo woo, we're back. Ooh, I'm so cheesy today also. I think it's the holidays. Brings that, out the cheese. We're just excited to be back. Yeah, I did miss you too. Yeah, but that I missed you so much. That's not a surprise. And missed this pod. It's so fun. And missed you all, even though you technically don't talk to us. I feel like you do. We have followers. We have followers. Yeah. All right. So, what do you got for me? Okay. Today? So this week for House of Horoscope, going back into our episode talking about reflecting today and really just thinking, I don't know, overthinking, who knows. Oh, right before I left for Thanksgiving, I saw on I Am Well and Good, which is a really great media company and a great Instagram account, they posted about retro shade. And I had no idea what retro shade was, so I looked into it. And what's really interesting is that after retrograde, there's a retro shade that lingers. Oh. And it pretty much means that it's like, it's a two-week period. It's a shadow period after um, after Mercury stations direct um, when it travels along the path that it was moving before it went into retrograde. So Rachel Lang, an astrologer, talks about this in the article from I Am Well and Good, which we'll also link in the show notes for you guys to listen to. But she says, it's a time to clean up anything that happened during Mercury retrograde or to integrate any lessons you learned along the way. Often during Mercury retrograde, so much awareness about the past comes to the surface. So with retro shade, it's a reflection period, thinking about your past, which really hit deep with us and what we've been thinking about lately and even what we've talked about today. So I just thought it was something interesting, like an interesting tidbit for all of us to think about and aware, be aware of. I think the retro shade's probably coming close to an end, but if you find that lately you've been ultra-reflective and contemplative and pensive, this is probably why. It's probably because of the retro shade. Hmm. So wow. with that, I'm going to open up CoStar today. I'm going to read CoStar. Oh, I didn't. I don't know if I got mine today. I'm going to read. Let me see. Just to preface, this is my first time reading CoStar probably since the first episode or whenever I read CoStar last. So, I guess, I don't even know how to work this. Do I go to all updates, I guess? Yeah. Oh, mine is pretty good today. Oh, you can go ahead and read yours while mine's loading up. All right. So, my little light bulb today is, if you can't get a break, at least slow down. Um, I wish I saw that earlier. <laughs> um, but thank you, this. CoStar. It's the thought that counts. And then... Oh, I guess I'll read like the bigger part too. Yeah, go for it. Today you are ready to articulate your plans and goals. Take yourself out to dinner. Ooh. Ooh. You are in a safe place to transform through crisis. 
You may experience this as how you grow and expand supporting your longing for other worlds. Begin with yourself. Wake up. It's better to suffer than live in a fantasy. Ooh. Wow. That was deep. (laughs) Your main challenge right now is to question how far you've come in your efforts to fulfill your ideals (gasps) and to identify what changes you want to make. You don't need outside inspiration to find your own sense of direction. Interesting. Yours is a little bit similar to mine. Ooh. So how do you feel about that? Do you relate to it? Do you think it's accurate? I think it's accurate. I think also maybe, yeah, I think it's accurate. I don't know. You know when like the these apps kind of call you out and you don't really realize it yet. So I feel like it's going to come back to bite me in the, in the butt a little later. Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, not in a bad way. We'll see what happens. Um, but it sounds, no, it sounds okay because Virgos are very ideal. And I feel like how my chart lines up too, I'm just like a very ideal person. Um, And I love to imagine ideal situations when obviously not everything is possible like that. Uh Um, But I will keep that in mind, co-star. Okay, sweet Margot love, what is yours? So mine says today's moon transit is bringing it back full circle, reminding you of how far you've come. You're always independent, but right now you're feeling that, but right now that feeling of self-reliance is particularly strong. You know how to get things done. Do it. You are in a safe place to expand your worldview. You may experience this as how you grow and expand supporting your longing for other worlds. Clean out something forgotten and dusty. Where there's emptiness, there's capacity for grace. Your main challenge right now is to question how far you've come in your efforts to fulfill your ideals and to identify what changes you want to make. The only thing that's certain is the impermanence of existence. Whoa. Wow. Wow. That was hefty. It was hefty. But I think it. this really does go with what we talked about today. Like all the feelings I've been feeling that I discussed in this episode, it all aligns. Huh. Um, really mainly with just reflecting about jobs and um, I'm in a safe place to expand my worldview and think and create and be inspired. And I do feel like I've been particularly self-reliant at the moment. I just feel like that's a very big part of being a Capricorn in general, though. Yeah, but it, it I think you are doing it in the, the right and not toxic way, though, where like you understand that sometimes you do have to kind of take a break from your own expectations and people's expectations of you. Yeah. But you also know the goals that you want to set for yourself and you go get them. Because that's what Margot Girl does. Ugh, you're such a great supporter, Noe. I love you. Always. Well, thank you guys for listening today. We are so happy to be back. We will be back next week and we will be recording our either our season finale or mid-season finale. We're trying to determine if we want to put next semester into a new season entirely or keep it in this lump altogether. Uh, but we really appreciate you all being patient with us after our technical brouhaha and thank you Eli (laughs) thank you Eli for listening and being patient with us and we'll be back next week thanks so much thank you guys Bye. bye